Where are we going? South? I'm never going to sleep for the next week now. I heard that. Yeah, sip. buddy. That was My body's been a temple for three months. Now it's ruined. <laughs> I blame you guys. I'll tell you what, you know, this does take some endurance. It's a marathon, and you got to have a full tank of gas. Oh, which is really difficult these days. Bing! Welcome back to the ACC <laughs> Basketball Degenerates Podcast Preview. And I'm your host, Luke Near, alongside Mike Jaffe, who you know is Vegas Mike, and Taylor Pilkington. My colleagues, as always, gentlemen, no time to waste because I'm going to have to get another coffee because we've got you know, half the field to still run over. Let's go. Oh, we got to go let's top do it. right, which we know as the South region. It's actually much more interesting oh. than the Midwest. We're going to close with just, you know, the turd pile, which is the Midwest. And, um, well, Iowa is a redeeming quality of that group. And also, yeah, probably Kansas as well. We'll get there. But Arizona, the number one seed in the South, they should be the number one overall seed in this NCAA tournament. It's a travesty that they're not – if you stack their resume with the Gonzaga, it's not close for me. They don't have a stupid Alabama loss, okay? They don't have a loss to Duke. <laughs> and they don't have a St. Mary's loss, as much as I love the Gales. But this team should be the number one overall seed. They won their tournament, which is a much better feat than winning the WCC tournament, where you're already automatically booked into the semifinals if you're the one or the two seed. Arizona's the best team in the, in the country, in my mind. I have the winning the national championship. I'll just let the cat out of the bag there. And that's a big pivot for me at the beginning of the season. I thought they were a little bit soft. I thought they were a little bit too skillful. I thought if they ran into a knuckle-busting team like Tennessee, who they could see, then that could be a problem for them. They did meet in the regular season, and I know the final score of that game. But I think they've gone to another echelon. Matherin's just been incredible. Coloco in the interior, just so lengthy. He can score, but he's also such a good defender. Balo as well. If Carissa comes back... It's just an added bonus, but I think this team is deep enough and they have enough weapons all over the place. I don't see them being slowed down at all, except for Tennessee. Their one kryptonite team happens to be in the South, but I think they cruise in round number one. I think they win by about 28 points, something like that. Mm. Just an easy stretch your legs victory. And I mean, just to clarify, I mean, you tell me before, maybe right when the brackets were announced, Bryant, baby, Bryant. I mean, you have <laughs> you be. have them uh you have them waxing right state. Is that right? I will be having a, a good amount of money on Bryant, mainly because of Peter <laughs> Kiss and his beautiful antics and his swag. And the mm-hmm. fact that Bryant was up what 30 Five to three in the first half. Yeah. Did you guys watch any of this game? I I didn't watch it, but I, I heard about game? it. I heard about it. Oh my goodness! And I, the mini brawl, but it wasn't really a brawl. Broke out, and then ESPN said we can't talk about the brawl or show any footage because you right. know, we're soft as cupcakes and we're a bunch of sissies and wusses. You guys don't remember Look, any of this? Beca- it wasn't even that I, big of a deal. But as I like a proud. Brian, as a proud grad of a D3 college where like it it's like a you know a high school gym on steroids with like crazy fans right on top of the bench in some bleachers that are about to fall down the the you know the facilities are better than that but like I understand that dynamic and I saw some of that and I was just like oh my goodness this is a recipe for disaster I mean, Peter Kiss can score the heck out of the ball, and they drilled Wagner in that game. Would it matter most? I know it was at home. I know they hosted the entire Northeast Conference tournament, correct? They're right next to uh, Wright State and Kembaum. They're side-by-side, 182-183. 
I'm going with some intangibles here. You can drill this matchup down to the Ken Vom numbers. I don't really want to do it. I just I, I don't want to bet against Peter Kiss. That's where I am at this one. And whoever wins this game gets to be obliterated by Arizona. Michael, why don't you finish? Uh, yeah, I mean, sure. I, I agree with everything you said about Arizona. They're very good. Um, they're the deepest, and they can just beat you so many different ways. Some Swiss Army knife of options. And that uh, that Pac-12 championship, they I felt like they showed every single one of them. It was crazy. Um, but yeah, whatever. Arizona by a million. Let's talk about this Seton Hall TCU game. <laughs> Well, that Can we was do quite that? the left. I wasn't expecting that much enthusiasm for. <laughs> well, I'm excited to talk about Seton Hall TCU. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Is no? this the dumbed down version of what Memphis and Houston was? You mean Seton Hall TCU? Just a bunch of guys jumping through the roof flying past pump fakes, but then recovering for blocks. <laughs> Guards literally trying to rip your limbs off. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm seeing ahead of this one between TCU and Seton Hall, but I'm on Team Fade the Big East. I have not liked what Seton Hall has done in the second half of the season. I think they got overvalued right. after beating an Ohio State team who none of us like or nobody really likes anywhere. Right. <laughs> and then they kind of developed a mystique after that game, which I don't think was founded in anything it wasn't mm-hmm. a grounded type of a reputation and you know UConn got them fairly easily when they played in the Big East tournament I mean Seton Hall was a borderline team for me I think they go against TCU who has a few attributes of UConn of length and trying to get on the glass so I'm Jamie Dixon here guys yeah Team Jamie, right? I mean, this is the game that I feel like I will always mess up. Like, I'm so sure that TCU is going to win this game um, in Seton Hall. It's going to, it's going to, I'm having flashbacks of Minnesota versus Louisville all over again. Is this, like, is this if I've watched it, is this like the first game of the tournament or something? Let me see. Um, no, it's not, but it's going to ruin uh, my day at some point. Which day will it ruin? We're going to have um, one it's, game. Oh, it's, oh, it's perfect. This is the very last game of Friday. Oh, it's really? at 10 PM on Friday. As I'm going to be like scrounging, I'm going to be like, okay, everything that's left mm-hmm. on TCU. Yeah, you're going <laughs> to have to make up losses or put your entire surplus on the Friday night game. This is a fantastic yeah, yeah, scenario exactly. because every single year for those who are new to this podcast, the three of us, and even back in the day with Guthrie, used to get so excited about one matchup. And I think this might be it for our 2022 year because I'm excited about this one too. Last year we were thrilled about, what were we thrilled about which went completely wrong? And then we had, don't forget about Northeastern Moneyline. You remember that? You're going to have to narrow it down. You're going to have to narrow it down. Northeastern Moneyline against, wasn't wasn't that like Auburn the year they went to the Final Four? uh, No, it was against Kansas. Okay. And they got obliterated. <laughs> and it was one of those, this is it. This is it. Here it oh, is. Yeah. That's right. It was Devin Dotson. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. They're going to be fine against Devin Dotson. Devin Dotson, like, stole the ball seven times in, I think, you know, 10 minutes. <laughs> Just, well, I was in the oh, casino with man. you, and they oh, went down so by good. 18 with five minutes to go in the first half. And you said, I'm going back for more. <laughs> Just oh, dude, I can't. When I start, I can't over. stop. It's this might be the game unless Taylor wants to 
spoil our party, which is a Jamie Dixon love fest at appreciation party and a TCU Horn Frog love fest. Would you like to spoil it? Taylor, I mean, or do you want to I, join us? I don't know. When when Mike said like this is the game that I always get wrong, I it, it couldn't have spoken to my soul. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know. I want to take the under on this game. I feel like they both hang their hat on defense and both these teams are not good on offense and will be made worse by this matchup. Uh, you know, like, so I don't know. I mean, TCU offensive rebounding is their offensive game. That's their second in the nation in offensive rebounding, but that might be the difference maker. Um, Seton Hall seems to have more guys who can make shots. I'm stalling for time because I don't want to pick this game. To be different <laughs> from you guys, I will pick Seton Hall solely on the basis of Kadari Richmond, our our ACC transfer, and and that'll be my pick. Probably a pick them right one point for Seton Hall, maybe pick them. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it's a it's going to be. Let's just call it a pick. I that mean, was the pick. worst rundown of that game you've ever heard in your life. But that's, <laughs> that's where I'm at. emotionally. Oh, I'm a, we I'm a believe, baby. We believe in this game. So I would suggest that everybody out there for entertainment's sake, because I mean, half of this, 75% of it should be fun. Don't you want to go down in flames with us? You'll be laughing Ugh. on Friday night at midnight Ugh. once you see Seton Ugh. Hall up by 12 points. You'll be <laughs> smiling and laughing and saying those morons. And yeah, you'll yeah, get a kick out of yeah. it and we'll all have fun together. So just yeah, join us. you're right. You're right. Welcome. Oh, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, man, that's good. On that note, let's go to the next portion of the pod. No, oh, we got a new pod. Houston UAB. This is the only 512 upset I like in the entire field. So really? on that basis, I'm taking UAB. No, what am I going to do? I'm going to take out my Gales? No, I can't do that. I can't go with New Mexico State, even though I think you might have gone with them. And then finally, what am I going to take the Iowa team out at the hands of Richmond, who just had their party in celebration and Moody's extension? No, I can't do that. I have to do one five twelve, so I'm going to do UAB. Mm. I hate oh, to so see it actually team. has nothing to do with UAB. <laughs> it has nothing. <laughs> it's a short on Houston. I still don't believe in them without Sasser. I know the Memphis title game was impressive. They hit way too many threes. That is going to regress in the NCAA tournament. They do have one of the best snacks I've ever seen in team offensive rebounding, even though they don't have the size or balance of last year's team with Giroux and Grimes. They're just always in the right spot at the right time. That's why I think Kelvin Sampson should maybe do clinics on this, but maybe he doesn't want to reveal a secret of where the ball is going to go. It's a little Dennis Rodman-esque what he's teaching at Houston. So that worries mm. me some, but if there's a five to go down... And there's a team I'm going to short, and they have been upset in the second half. They've not had a great February onwards. That's my nutshell. It's not a great case, right. but it's a nutshell, and I have to pick one five twelve. So, okay, all right, all right. I mean, I'm, I'm loving the twelve. I'm loving UAB here. I mean, I think a lot of what uh, Houston does well is actually negated by UAB. I mean, UAB is a smaller, quicker team. I think they're going to be able to score against Houston. And I think that you're right in terms of um, Houston shooting much better than really they deserve to um, in that game against Memphis. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
for the season, they're only 34% from three. I mean, that's, and they run this kind of like slow, deliberate offense, which I think is going to slow. I think it's going to be played at their pace, but I think the UAB is going to be just fine. I think that they had a really, a really tough, um, road to hoe getting to the tournament. And I, I like UAB in this matchup. And I think that they, I think they create opportunities with Jordan Walker, who's just a dynamite tiny guard. Who's just going to be ball. And they have a seven footer and Trey Jamison too, who I think, I think could keep uh Fabian white off the glass. So I, I don't know. It's crazy to pick, uh, you know, Houston's a top five Ken Palm team. Choosing a top five Ken Palm team to go down in the first round is a little dodgy, but you know what? I like this UAB team. I think they can do it. Um, outright. Uh, I'm going to take them. Wow. Outright. Yeah. Cash money. Money line. Money line. <laughs> That's right. Uh, uh. You sweet summer children. Let me tell you. Oh, we've got astray, haven't we? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look. Everybody talks you. Everybody loves UAB in this matchup. And Do they? Yeah, totally. And Houston. Everybody's like the talking point is Houston has lost two of their main guys through injury. They're not the same team who they would be. Whatever. I mean, I admittedly, you know, take this all with a grain of salt because I am the target audience for whenever they talk about Kelvin Sampson doing rebounding drills with the lid over the basket. Like you can hear me. That's me hitting the table. You know, full full wood right there but uh <laughs> I, I i love that stuff i just think I, I i think houston is so good i still somehow think they're underrated i think they are only gonna lose to a team that like is better than them right <laughs> overall talent wise and metrics wise because that's what happened last year i was yeah, trying I, to get them out of the tournament very early on i heck even had a syracuse ticket like a fool in what that sweet 16 matchup so and, and really for UAB to win, they're gonna need Jordan Walker, who has the best nickname. I mean, I love Jelly Walker. Yeah, you know, Jelly Walker. Jelly I can't believe I didn't he use that. He had to score 40 points in the semifinal of their conference tournament to keep them in the game. He had his, you know, he I mean he's amazing, don't get me wrong, but like uh Houston defends the three really well, and his whole game is like those quick step back threes. They don't really they take a bunch of threes, but they don't really have any other shooters besides him. I, I mean, I kind of trust Houston to just like get this man on my own defense and, mm. and take care of this game. These I, are all good points, but don't you want to believe in magic at all, Taylor? <laughs> don't you want to believe I, in I, the magic of March? I do want to believe in magic, but then I grew old and I, you know, Father Time is undefeated and I feel the weight on my shoulders is too much. So, no, I'm taking Houston. <sighs> Kyler Edwards is so insufferable, though. Oh, man. I love Kyler Edwards. I everybody does. Why? I, I'm, you know what? Maybe Why? I've just been bullied by Houston for too long. That's what it I is. have a vengeance against he, Houston. I have a vendetta, and I'm perfectly fine taking it up and losing more money going against them this yeah. year. So, yeah, I don't know. Let we'll it be. See what happens. Let it be, boys. Let's go on to uh, Illinois and Chattanooga. Oh. This is another opportunity to take a double digit seed. I'm going crazy double digits in the South, but this is probably going to be the last one, so maybe not so crazy. I'm just counting TCU as a semi-double-digit, but we've got Chattanooga and Illinois. You know, everybody's forgetting that there's um, not a little guy, but a big guy on Chattanooga whose name is D'Souza. 
That's right. He's, he's played big time <laughs> basketball Kansas before. Jayhawk, who's been revitalized along with Malachi and company in the mocks. Mm-hmm. I didn't love their final against Furman. It took me off of Chattanooga a little bit. The game winner from near half court, a beautiful buzzer beater, and it splashed, which makes it even better. And I'm trying to figure out if they can't guard well enough to get by Illinois or at least keep it close because the spread is not you know, enormous if we look at this game. I'm toying between that and the fact that Illinois is just someone we can't trust, gentlemen, at all. And we throw mm-hmm. out the Curbelo statistics, and everybody loves to rag on Curbelo, and we're even getting some Kofi statistics now about his floor time, which is a little startling. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah, I'm kind of torn on this one. Help me. Help me, guys. Mox Mike. Moneyline, stop it. You stop it. You <laughs> yeah. stop it. This <laughs> Illinois team is trash. It's just trash. It's a bad team. I know they're the last team to beat Iowa. I mean, other people like them, but not these guys. Mox, baby. This is a UAB Mox second round. All right. It's that sounds the beautiful. grossest one. This, this South, and first of all, it doesn't matter what comes out of it because it's only going to be the Wildcats anyway. So you can do whatever here. Just go <laughs> nuts. Go nuts. This little subsection of the bottom of the bracket. It should say 12-13 on your bracket. You know, why not? Because you're just going to have Arizona coming coming out of it. So Yeah, they're going to um, truck through until maybe yeah. Tennessee meets them. But we'll see. Yeah, 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 yeah. So whatever. Mox, baby. And I like D'Souza. You know, getting some – you love it. At least you have like a former Big 12 big man that's going to be guarding Kofi. And he's not going to back I mean, down. Yeah, right. He's going to get – he's going to be fine. It's going to be just fine. Taylor, what's your pick? I mean, I, I want Chattanooga here too. I just, Luke, Luke, you, you took the words out of my mouth. I don't have any detailed analysis other than I don't trust Illinois. I just, yeah, no one does. You know, they're just a little too inconsistent for my tastes. Mm -hmm. They're an untrustworthy team. They lost to Wisconsin in that stupid game. Where I was on them, and then what? What else did they do this year? Lost to Rutgers. Oh yeah, the, oh the I'm thinking about the Rutgers game. That's what I'm yeah. thinking about. Goodness gracious, what a scar that was! <laughs> you know what? The hell with this team. I, I'm going with the Mox too. Just out of. I mean, to be fair, they did finish the season really well. You know that last regular season win against Iowa. Like they're a very talented team. But I don't I just, care. I don't it does not matter to me. I don't like. I'm it. done with Underwood. I'm done with the Curbelo hair. And uh, I'm done with Kofi. I've had enough. I mean, He's I mean, look, I mean, Brad's Brad's never seen the second weekend of the tournament. That's Is that a great true? Observation. Oh not not when he, not since he's been at Illinois. No, I mean, oh, they, not they, since he... right, right. Okay, State I mean, didn't make uh, it either, did they? I don't think so. I don't think I don't think so. I mean, I'll I'll go back and look, but I don't think so. Um, let me see. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, so. Anyways, just take that. I mean, he's he's the new Rick Barnes. Rick Barnes shakes it off this year. It's he's the I like it. Yeah, Underwood. I, nobody talks about it. This is about a five yeah, point he, spread, right? Or is it six? Yeah, it's like five. It's like five. Five? It's only five? Yeah. No, it's, it's gonna not be gonna low. be a great value. I will still I take think, Chattanooga. I think, wow. I after thought it'd be at least seven or eight. 
after Illinois lost to Indiana in the first round of the tournament in the Big Ten tournament, people are like not high on Illinois. Wow. People love yeah, to hate this Illinois team. They really do. We're not low. Yeah, it is it is fun. They burn it too many fun. people I, in too I many different directions. I did look it up. Underwood has never been to the second second weekend ever. Mm-hmm. I mean the home That's loss to call. Ohio State, that should never happen. Mm. Get out of here, Illinois. We 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 don't want you anymore. Come I'm sorry. on. UAB Chattanooga. Put them on the lines. Come on. UAB <laughs> is not, not gonna win. UAB mocks. Come on. Okay, somebody is going to get to the second weekend who's a double-digit seed in the South. Yeah. It has to happen, and yeah. it's not going to be yeah, Michigan. I'm sorry. We, it ain't going to be that's Michigan, it. but we can talk about that game. Is there any part of you that wants to go with Jawan Howard as the villain role against Colorado State and David Roddy? He's a little bit of a villain in his own right. He's not the most yes. likable guy. I'm sorry. Right. I don't like the, his, right. his chest puffing all that much. I like the rest of the team. For Colorado State, I love their shooters. I, th- I they know their roles so well, but why did that team disappoint in the second half? They were off to such a roaring start. What happened to them? Are we going to credit the difficulty of the Mountain West that it was actually I don't know a four team league this year? What are we going to credit the the second half from Colorado State because I I didn't love it. I thought this was a team who could maybe be a two loss team, a three loss team, but that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The Mountain West this year ranks up there with the ACC in terms of overall strength, you know, on Kempom. I mean, really, Colorado State only lost to two teams all year. All right, San Diego State and UNLV. Yeah. All right, Mm -hmm. so that's four out of their five losses. Um, They lost to Wyoming and OT back when Wyoming was good. Remember, spoiler alert, Wyoming's no longer good. This happens sometimes in basketball. (laughs) But back when they played uh, Colorado State, they were good. Um, so, you know, I think people are off of Colorado state, maybe too much. I mean, I think sometimes you get stuck in your own conference with people that know you too well, you know, um, and know your tendencies too well. I think that Colorado state's going to go out. I think they're a perfect fit to play against Michigan. I mean, Michigan is, you know, big 10 team, you know, that, is overly reliant on their size and three point shooting to create opportunities. And I just think that everything Colorado, once they play Colorado state, they're going to be like, Oh, this is how we were supposed to play the whole time, you know, and that they don't have any kind of X factor in, in Michigan, you know, they don't have anybody like Roddy. Um, so I like Roddy to in Colorado state to walk away with this game. I mean, I don't think it's going to be close at all. Um, I think people are going to be nervous for Tennessee going into that Tennessee game. No, um, no Tennessee will not be and, nervous. And then Tennessee is going to absolutely roll. They'll truck Colorado, Colorado State. State. Okay, but, I'll, I'll bounce back to me, then we'll finish with Taylor. I, I came to another epiphany as you were talking, Mike, and you had some phenomenal points. Yeah, It was music. It was Orpheus to my ears. <laughs> sailing. I don't even need to deal with the sirens. Uh, the rest of the what is, takes I'm out so there excited by these college basketball. Yeah, I mean, I'm it. sailing along with Mike. He, I, I'm... Jason, and he's just uh, playing music to my ears. So Jason has figured out which way he's going to go with the ship. We're not going to the Sirens Island, okay? We're not going over there. We're staying with Colorado State in this one, and here's the reason. There's going to be a scorned child. I mean, that's one of our analogies. That's how we're breaking down this bracket. You know, all in the family, children. Who are our children? Who are the evil children? There's a scoring child who's going to do well in the tournament. There always is, whether that was VCU when they made their run to the Final Four and everybody said they shouldn't be in the dance, 
whether it was Syracuse in 2016, everybody said they don't deserve to be in. They didn't deserve to be in. They made it to the Final Four, right? There's mm-hmm. always a team like that who everybody just wants to knock, who's generally a first four team or one of the last ones in, who gets some fire in the belly. But guess what? It's not Michigan. It's not. <laughs> and that's why I'm leading. It might be Rutgers. You might be onto something, Mike, about that. Um, uh, but it's not Michigan. I'll take Colorado State. Yeah, it is Rutgers. Rutgers is going to go. Is the scoring child. Is the scoring child. Yeah, they're going to go somewhere that's not just the first round. Or LSU, honestly. Taylor, you have any thoughts? Um I mean, I've been waiting this entire year to talk about David Roddy with you guys just so I could call him Roddy Rich on the podcast. (laughs) In my head, that's how I think. I'm like, yeah, that's Roddy Rich, you know. And he's the exact (laughs) type of player I love, 6'6", 260. Um, You know, people don't like that he's an in-betweener, that sort of thing. Um, I, I, You know, you talk about the sirens, Luke. I do get a little distracted by Michigan here. Do they get some bump with – the intangibles of Juwan Howard coming back. I don't know. I just think they're a very interior dominant team. Like they rely on getting those, you know, Hunter Dickinson points inside. I think that they have better size than uh, Colorado state, but Colorado state does a really good job of like uh, gang defending down there. I worry that Colorado state tries to slow the game down and they don't get second chances. So if they are like if they're cold for whatever reason or, or Michigan's limiting them, they're not going to get second chances because they're a terrible offensive rebound team. They don't focus on that at all. That's not their game. Um, but purely out of my now that I've heard you guys talk about it and my emotional what I want to do, I, I'm all on Colorado State. Let's go, <laughs> Colorado State. Outstanding. Let's roll on down a- this little road of ours. We're taking Colorado State plus two, or just call it money line, but let's just say plus two. It's not that much of a difference. We'll save out a little bit of a cushion for a potential Michigan buzzer beater or some luck box put back at the end. Next game, mm. we've arrived. Tennessee. And my team, who I've labeled the black hole team, where other teams go to die at Tennessee, <laughs> been on fire. They've taken down Kentucky. No problem. They've even rallied at halftime recently when they've been down. This is one of the best February onwards teams in the country. What's not to like besides from Rick Barnes, but here's what I have to say. Rick Barnes is aging so rapidly. He doesn't even look like himself anymore. He's a little bit like the guy who drinks from the wrong goblets in The Last Crusade. Yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? You know, Indiana oh, Jones. absolutely. He chose poorly. Yeah, he is chose poorly. But for some reason, <laughs> it's working for him because I don't think he has the original Rick Barnes blood in his veins because this team doesn't <laughs> feel like a Rick Barnes team. They, they're disciplined. They do things right. They get off to early starts. They don't come out of the gates poorly except for that one game. Uh, what was the game they, um, they had to rally? I'm trying to think up recently, regular season. Uh, maybe the Arkansas the, uh, game? I think it was the or first Auburn. Kentucky game. Yeah, was it? I think that. it was Kentucky game number one. Don't quote me on that. Mm. But or it could have been Auburn, actually. Yeah, you're right. It was Auburn. They came from behind of that game. But yeah. I'll take them as a team who just won the SEC tournament seven in a row down the home stretch in the SEC, arguably the top conference in the country, depending on how you feel about the Big 12. It's where teams got to die. This is not a good team for an underdog to take on. They're just mm. not. 
Arizona, right. I think, gets past them. But I love everything about this Tennessee team right now. They're just ferocious defensively. They never give up. Fulkerson is having one of those super senior type of campaigns. It's very emotional. He's about to cry after every single win. And <laughs> I, I like Ziegler. I'm in on Ziegler. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's nothing, nothing not to like. Let me ask you something. I mean, you know, we're not going to talk about Longwood. I'm glad that they're a Division One basketball team. Um, welcome. You've arrived. Take your beating and go home. Um, which I guess you don't talk about Longwood either. You say you talked about Norfolk State, but you also don't talk about Longwood. Yeah, I completely forgot that they uh, actually existed. They're like what thirty minutes men's and women's for the first for the first uh, time ever. You know, they did beat the oh, breaks off of American. I think they won that game about ninety to twenty five earlier on in the season. But hmm. I mean, that was their one shining moment. Congrats, good you know. Them. He blew out a bunch yeah, of bad let, teams. Let me, it's good. Let me ask you, though, about this Tennessee team. Let me ask you one question. Yeah. Because because Tennessee is, you know, it's a defensive-minded team. It's a possession-driven team to a certain extent. You know, they're limited possession. So it's always going to come down to a couple of possessions. You got to either stop a run or you got to ignite a run. Who is it that's – who's who is the Keegan Martin of this um, – Keegan Murray. Keegan Murray, yeah, sorry. Keegan, it's very late. It is very uh, late. Keegan Murray, who's the Keegan Murray of this uh, of this Tennessee team? Who's going to take the big shot? Have you ever noticed watching Tennessee that somebody always finds a way to get to the rim in crunch time? While they're mm-hmm. playing Kentucky and you have, I don't know, if t- was Ty Ty playing in that game? I can't remember if he was out or not. But you have somebody like Ty Ty to get a fadeaway mid-range jump shot, high difficulty against Tennessee. And on the other end... They have so much more endurance than the other team. They've run them ragged at the end. They're, somebody's getting to the rim for Tennessee. Mm-hmm. It could be Fulkerson on yeah. a weird cut. I don't know how he does it. It's almost one of those deceptive quickness type of things. It could be Ziegler. Um, Viscovi, when he's in here, because I love Santiago, I'll tell you why. Because if you did not have a name on the back of his jersey, you'd think he was a Tennessee redneck. He looks like one. And I would have believed that he was, or he is, or he was converted into one, even though he's from Uruguay. But those are the guys I'm talking about. They just end up at the rim. There's a little tap in. It's not a beautiful shot. It's not a stroke, even though they can't hit some quarter threes from time, time in and time out. But does that make any sense? If you've watched Tennessee, you should know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, I mean, they're they're team offensive team. I mean, it all starts with Ziegler essentially getting beating his defender one-on-one and then somebody has to help and sometimes it's a Vescovi three sometimes it's a tip in yeah I know I do know what you mean I mean Vescovi is it Vescovi or Vescovi I'm gonna go with Vescovi I don't know whatever's more Um, whatever whatever let's call him Vescovi um he's the key to that team I think he only averages like 13 a game but when he's off um or not playing well the team really does struggle they don't cover they don't they don't do what they're supposed to do, um, in my opinion. Um, I know they ended up winning against Kentucky, even though he didn't play well. But, but anyways, um, yeah, that's what I worry about because I think that that's the. I think you got to have you got to be hot or you got to be at or near your peak as a team. You have to have a identity as a team in terms of you know what it is that you do. You know sure. what you do. You have all your role players. Everybody's doing it. And it Tennessee is doing it better than anyone right now besides Iowa. And then you got to have a closer. 
you got to have somebody that can put the game away when you really need it or stop a run when you really need it. Virginia Tech's got a closer, Kevin Aluma. Man closes. He, you know, Darius scores Maddox. points at the end. You know, what'd you say? Darius Maddox? Sorry, I'm I'm just <laughs> messing with your flow right now. Don't listen to me. Tennessee um, is not going to be in a closing scenario, though, until potentially Arizona, though. Look at their draw. Yeah, maybe, Nobody's going to be close maybe. to them. It's not going to be the winner of Colorado State, Michigan. It ain't going to be the Villanova team as much as you love them. I'm sorry. They're going to run by train 20. on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Villanova won by 20 earlier in the year. Won by oh, yeah, 18. you're right. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, try, I, I'm thinking I, of Baylor who, who jumped I, Villanova. I, yeah, but that I, was, I, I, it was early year Tennessee. It, it was a different Tennessee. I it's mean, a very yeah. different no Tennessee. Just like, it, just, like it was a, just like it's a different Iowa now. So, I mean, I get that. Yeah. Um, I'm mixing up my teams. But, it is late. But anyways, um, so anyways, Tennessee, that's all I'll say. Tennessee's going to beat Longwood. <laughs> and they're going to cover two. I will take Tennessee. I will lay those points. Yeah, t- Tennessee, of course, is going to crush Longwood. I really love them. I will get it. I mean, I'm just going to – my recipe, the one weakness for Tennessee, and I think you saw it in games where they lost, like their last loss against Arkansas, <clears throat> is that um, the defense is what it is. It's fantastic. The offense – you know, their, their three point shooting is fantastic, but it's basically reliant only on uh, Chandler and Viscovi. And weirdly their two point field goal percentage is really like kind of bad. Like it's like weirdly like crappy. And I think it's cause they had, they don't have height, whether it's Ziegler or Chandler or Viscovi, these guys going, they don't score inside. Like their guards don't score inside. Um, and I think that, they can get beat by a team that runs Chandler and Rescovi off the three-point line or makes them take bad shots and then makes them go inside, and they're not going to score very much. I mean, they only scored 50-whatever, 50 50-some points against Arkansas in that game. Or, yeah. No, they scored 48 points against that game in Arkansas. I can kind of like, see that. Like, that – I mean, Tennessee is amazing, and I love them, but this, that is the recipe to beat them, right, is, like, run those – they have two shooters. Run the two shooters off the line – make them go inside and they don't really score that well inside. Like they are not good interior scorers as a team. And I, I, I mean, we'll, we'll get to it later, but I don't, I don't like them to advance like super deep in the tournament because of that reason. You might be like, right. I just think they're opportunistic in, in crunch time at the rim. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. I don't know though. Um, we're on to the next game though, because we got to finish this region. Ohio State, Loyola. Um, I mean, I At does Ramblers. anybody still like? Does anybody like Ohio State? No, I can't right? stand Nobody this Ohio State team. I can't. I, I can't stand Liddell. I don't like his game. I don't know why the metrics like <gasps> him so much. I like Liddell. I like. Yeah, Liddell. I like Liddell too. <laughs> I mean, don't attack Liddell. Not here. Not now. He's the man who just um, takes pull up threes when he's. One of seven from beyond the arc, one of six from beyond the arc, and just ruins games, ruins spreads for me. When there are so oh, many I better shooters on that team, he, he just pulls up from three for no apparent reason whatsoever. Anyway. Yeah. So when um, someone asks you, who hurt you, Luke? The answer is EJ Liddell. Yeah. <laughs> he did once. Um, no, at least once. Yeah, I mean, yeah, at least once. Um. Yeah, nobody likes Ohio State, and everybody loves Loyola. So that's why you see it actually opened at a Loyola line of minus two. I think it's down to minus one. They're going to um, be I the think, favorites for sure. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it opened that way. It's staying that way. You know, I think it'll end as a pick. Um, this Loyola team, I mean, it's the Not same. Not terribly impressive, have, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's the same team that you think it is, you know? I mean, they still have, you know, they have all the same guys pretty except much. For but they, Crudwig. Except for the man. Except for the man, Cameron <laughs> Crudwig. And so what do you do without Nikola Jokic, you know? I mean – and they their center was hurt. You know, Hudson's out, I believe, for this game as well. Um, so they have the same problem that Tennessee has for me, where I don't know who closes the game. I think it's going to be very close. I think it's going to be very close. Um, and I don't know who closes it for Loyola. Um, so I actually think I'm going to take Ohio State here because I don't think anybody likes them. I don't think anybody cares about them. I've loved Loyola for longer than I, I care to admit, but – I don't mind this Ohio State team in this matchup. I think that they, I think they play well again, play well enough against Loyola, um, and I think they get the win. Okay, Taylor. Yeah, I haven't heard anybody reference like they didn't build those pyramids in Vegas off of this sort of line all over. You know, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, so I'll be the first to do it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to take Loyola here. I'm going back and forth just. I feel like we're overthinking it, you know? Right. Loyola has better metrics. They are better shooter. I mean, Ohio State doesn't have really a defense that can deal with it, whereas I feel like Loyola can control the game with their defense. Um, and Ohio State has a great offense but doesn't have a defense to deal with it. It's through Liddell. So I'll just take Loyola here. There's a song that my band covers, which is called Don't Fall in Love With Me, Darling, I'm a Rambler. So that's what... <laughs> I'm going to say that's what I'm going to go with. Loyola Chicago, I, I don't care about the Holtman resume. He lost last year at round number one. Let's not forget about that against the Oriole team and Max Asmus. So um, I think this Ohio State team is ready for a reset. I think they're ready for new blood, and it was one last charge for EJ. It didn't work out, so I think they're just ready to say, okay, well, we'll bow out, but I could be wrong. Who's waiting for them after that? Most likely the Villanova team that Mike loves and everybody else in the community loves too for no apparent reason other than Colin Gillespie and, oh, Samuel and Jay Wright. But uh, that's about it. I don't think you have a long list of bullet points. You can track back to Villanova history, but I don't want to go too much into history because it does feel like a different team from last year's rendition. Uh, it doesn't feel quite the same. Right, right. No, I mean, I can, I can understand why people – don't like Villanova because one, if you're down on the big East and you say, Oh, the big East isn't very good. Okay. Um, and they also play a lot of tight games. I mean, they're not, they're not a, they're not a quick, they're not a team that blows out other teams. You know, I mean, they come out and beat a struggling Providence team by two. Yeah, and they, they struggle against St. Georgetown. St. John's. Yeah. Yeah. And St. John's will be by one. If you would look you know, back I mean, at last year's team and their success at the tournament, I think it was very JRE dependent. I mean, he single-handedly, mm -hmm. you know, just took the life out of Winthrop in round one. Right. Just completely beat him by himself. And he, he parlayed that into some round two success, and, and they had a nice first half against Baylor. But he's not around, and if I'm going to go down with Gillespie jacking threes, I'm looking for another option. I'm looking for an alternative team. I don't want to go down with him jacking pull-up threes from the top of the key, which will happen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it will. It will. And I, his teammates love him for doing that. And I, I love him for doing that. Um, you like it when you he know, goes I just, two for nine? Because <laughs> that's going to happen. 40 percent three-point shooter. 
I mean, to me, you know, if you ha- if you ever liked North Carolina throughout the year, Villanova is a much better version of North Carolina. They are an excellent shooting team. They they can really stretch you out. They have what I value more than anything, which is really solid guard play. Um, I really like Colin Gillespie. I know you're you're talking smack about him here, but I I really like him. I think they do enough defensively to to bother you. I mean, I think that they're they're not really a a team that um, enforces their will on you, but I think they're a good team rebounding team. I think they force turnovers and they don't foul. You know, they do enough to win the game. Um, and I think they've beaten good teams. I mean, they beat Tennessee. They took UCLA. That was in mid November, though. I I know that the earlier games, but still, you know, I mean, I like this team. I I think that they will. I think they'll end up playing Tennessee again, and we'll see. We'll see, Luke. We'll they- see. <laughs> 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 but it doesn't matter because none of them are beating Arizona. <laughs> you know, That's like right. it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Mike, you're right. I think they're better than people are like letting on. But uh, they also scored 36 points against Baylor. You know that sort of thing. So, right. I think they will play Tennessee. I think Tennessee will beat them this time. I I think they lose to a team that plays team defense and is more athletic and physical than them, and that's Tennessee. Okay. Okay. In in All round right. number one, I don't really. I'm I'm not gonna play this game. Obviously, I, I don't like playing the twos or the ones. Sometimes I'll play it too every now and then. I don't think this is the spot though for Delaware. Got to my head, I would probably mm-hmm. take the points in Delaware, but that's uh, not going to happen. And I, Villanova, luckily for them, they do have the cakewalk. I don't see Loyola Chicago beating them because Loyola is going to take care of business. I mean, Villanova is going to take care of business, much like last year. People will start talking themselves into Jay Wright and oh, you know, another run, and then they're going to be completely smacked down by the Tennessee team. It's going to be a nightmare mm-hmm. in part two. So I have Tennessee advancing on and meeting Arizona, and I have Arizona coming out of the region. And that's my final answer. All right. Yeah, I mean, I got Arizona playing Villanova and Arizona coming out as well. All Easy right. money. Taylor? Chalky. Uh, Houston beats Tennessee to go to the final four. Wow. Look at you on that note. Cue the music. We've got one more region to go. 